episode number 16 ladies and gentlemen we should jam sometime thanks for tuning in um i apologize for being kind of flaky with all these um obviously i explained last week that my i was having some computer problems my hard drive crashed um last week was just it was we were really busy my program puts on this concert every year and uh, i just i wasn't prepared and i didn't uh, have one edited so then i never got one out um but this week um oh geronimo uh, they just released their second album, The Sled, last Friday, February the 9th. Um, so we recorded this a while ago. Uh, Kieran came over just before uh, they played the Tarj. Uh, it was awesome, man. I just reached out to him. It was the first uh, first interview that I just kind of reached out for. That I was like, hey, man, I really like your music. I know you're coming to town. Would you like to come over and kind of be a part of this thing? And I sent him some links, and he checked it out, and he said, absolutely, man. I'd love to be a part of it. Uh, and it was great. He had a lot to say. He was a really interesting guy to talk to. I think you guys are really going to like this conversation. Um, he's just a funny dude. Um, but also just if you're interested in songwriting or whatever, he has a lot of interesting takes on stuff like that. We talked about music videos. Uh, we talked a little bit about his writing process, um, how they sort of had to rebuild. They lost half their band, uh, just over a year ago now and they had to kind of rebuild, but they, uh, banded together um, he, I mean, the record's out now. You can go check it out on um, Spotify or whatever. I'm going to leave one of the songs at the end uh, if you want to listen to that. But he gave me an advanced copy uh, when he came over. He came over, I think, about two weeks before it was out. Um, and I've been listening to it a lot. It's really, really good. Um, I'm just super impressed with his lyrics and the songwriting um, of this band. So definitely check them out. Hopefully you like this interview. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, so here's Kieran from... Oh, Geronimo, episode number 16. We should jam sometime. I'll talk to you after. Here we go. This is We Should Jam Sometime. I'm Caleb Thompson. You wanted the best, you got the best. This is the hottest podcast in the world. All right, welcome back to We Should Jam Sometime, everybody. Here with uh, frontman for O Geronimo. See you on. How's it going, man? Good, man. You? Good, good. Just met a couple minutes ago. It's my first we time, where, or my second time, sorry, that I've interviewed somebody that's not in the program. So just oh, getting, getting used to my interviewing skills, man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I guess I w- I'm not currently in the program. Yeah, you were, though, back I in the was. day. I um, was. And that's where this started? Like yeah, yeah. I had a band in high school, like late high school, that lasted less than a year called right. Cardboard Fox. Oh, okay. And I started that with a couple of friends, and then that sort of fizzled out. And then when I went into MIA, this band sort of started as like, um, you know, a lot of the projects, you yeah. have to like have some original songs and stuff like that. So yeah. I was just doing it for the projects at yeah. first, and then I think it sort of spiraled into like becoming a real thing. Right. Yeah. That's always a good way to start. Cause you didn't have like a performance class, but were you 2013? What class were you? Uh, yeah, I think class of 2013, right. I think was when I graduated. That's very that's crazy. weird to say. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I I don't thought like, about that. I not like realizing that <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, yeah. I was in, I don't know if it means anything, but. I was in the same year as like the guys in Texas King. Oh, okay, yeah. And Olivia and the Creepy Crawlies and and OCD were the year were first year when I was second year. Oh, okay. I don't know if that means anything to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, kind of. I met I met the Texas King guys a few times. Actually, I just started doing loadout for um 
London Music Hall last night. Oh, nice. And two of the Phil and uh, Phil? Jor- Jordan are doing that too. Yeah, Jordan's so. doing it now too. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome guys, man. I love yeah. Those guys. What's that like going to school with? Like, that's a good year. If, yeah, like, what, you know what? Know, it was like, pretty. It was an intimidating uh, couple years for sure. Especially like, um, I would consider myself sort of like late to the game when it came to playing music like right. i didn't really actually start trying to write songs or play like actually playing until like grade 12 oh okay i was just like that i didn't really i wasn't really like super athletically inclined so right. i was just like uh, my thing was i could like play a little guitar like, yeah, yeah. I could play like a chili pepper song right. at, a, at a party you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. i mean like that guy <laughs> um so yeah and I, and I think like that our year was definitely like there were so many talented people yeah and I, I think it was like definitely feeling the pressure to be like, oh man, like, like I gotta, I gotta be better than I am. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that's good though. Um, I'm in second year right now, and I th- think that this is also a really good year. So it does kind of, if you if you want to do it, it's good. And if you're like, holy fuck, there's like five mm-hmm. bands or whatever that are killing it right now, like you don't want to be left out of that, right? So I think mm-hmm. that's good if you have that kind of pressure. For sure. Yeah. How's so? How's that going for you then? How's how you liking it? Good. I love it. I love it. And there's a lot of uh, like performance classes. That's what I was actually going to get to before. Like we had performance in first year. And that's, that's so how, cool. Yeah. The band that I got put in is almost my exact band right now. Because wow. we had a, a girl singer and she was late one. We had like a 6 a.m. practice or something. So she was just running late. So I just started like playing my stuff. And then like the bass player that you just met is the bass player in my band, okay. Hayden. And uh, yeah, this guy, Drake, we were just put together. And then they're like, well, let's just do this anyway. And then yeah. like we got my other roommate, Nick, to join in on guitar. And it just started that way. So it's good. There's a lot of really good acts this year. So yeah it's definitely a high pressure i think uh share the lands in a couple of weeks and it's the biggest one there's 23 acts right now for share the land Holy yeah <laughs> so it's That's a lot crazy. yeah and we're doing a music hall this year too which is exciting oh so really first, like in the in the big room yeah so that's cool it's yeah. usually the aoe yeah. yeah yeah this is the first year they're doing it at music hall which is pretty cool I think it's like maybe a, a more well-suited venue, maybe. Yeah. Like it's, it's like yeah. quite a rock show. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Especially this year too. There's a ton of like rock bands or like rock-esque bands. So that's wicked. Yeah. I, I, so, I sort of heard that like after like my year had passed, um, there was a lot of there was a lot less rock. Right. Not in a in a yeah, worse yeah. or better way. Yeah. But yeah. Just, like it's it's interesting that. I think that this year was sort of like a resurgence for that because um, there's a lot of like electric artists now coming in and doing their right. thing too but yeah it's still geared towards that there's a lot of good like like indie rock stuff going on too yeah. so that's cool how would you classify your music um i usually the elevator pitch we usually give is like queens of the stone age meets like alice in chains kind of thing wow. like a like <laughs> all rock sweet. thing yeah so uh yeah we're actually finally getting ready to put out some music soon what's, so. what's the name of your project lost arts lost arts yeah, yeah I've, I've seen i think i may Maybe I started following you guys on yeah, Facebook. I think so, time. yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so that, it's, you know, we're still getting the train. We played six shows, I think, around London. So, oh, nice. Yeah, we're just getting a, a master back for the first song we're going to put out. So now I'm going to try to use that to get out of town a little bit, yeah. play out of town a little bit. But how would you find that? That's what I'm always curious with uh, other bands. Like, you guys have quite a bit of success right now, you say. Oh, or like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sort of is what you make. Yeah. I, <laughs> I sort of feel like... Like certain things come easier than yeah. they used to, right? Um, but it's one of those things, man. It's always like you're always like if you can't just like enjoy what you got going yeah. right now, yeah. it's never gonna be. So like, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but um, I don't know. We like we had our own. The way we sort of got it going was we had our own house venue mm. going. Um, okay. Uh, Which one was that? Uh, the guest room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that was sort of like pretty much all the members of Odronimo live there. Okay. And that was like our first show. Right. And we would we were actively trying to bring. Obviously, artists from London, but yeah. we also like every show we'd bring like one or two out of town. Oh, and, cool! And, and I think like just like making forming relationships with yeah. out of town musicians and and becoming just friends, and that 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 sort of led to a lot of things. Like, I have some really good friends of mine up in Sudbury that we met, um, that who have been great to us. They're they're in a band called Almighty Rhombus. Okay, and they. Uh, they just like we just met them by playing a show with them in London, and I think we were just like, "Come sleep at our house, man." We're yeah, they're like, "We didn't know, we don't know what we're doing." Yeah, and uh, and then it was like one of those moments, like, "Do we just become best friends?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've been like, like that's just like one connection, like one connection that we always have, like whenever we want to play, like in north, like northern Ontario, they right. always hook it up, and then, yeah, and then the same goes, you know, when they're coming down this way, we try to like get them on bills yeah where like you know maybe we can draw more right so yeah yeah Yeah, it's like it's very like community based i think i think it still is yeah yeah especially when you're starting out it's a lot of us getting out of your comfort zone kind of Mm -hmm. thing because it's like it's a lot easier not to ask than it is to ask obviously right because you have the whole fear of not knowing what's going to happen but yeah i've also noticed that it usually just kind of works out because people want to at least like try to support you anyway give yeah you, give you the opportunity right so yeah, yeah. it's always, it's just a little discouraging off the bat sometimes when you're yeah. like nobody's answering my email or like how do i get on a show or whatever right like for sure man and like i don't know like are you reaching out to like pr- promoters or like but like venues directly uh, is that what you're yeah doing? that's yeah. what we were i haven't really reached out of town yet just because i'm like we're close to having finished songs so yeah you want to kind of wait songs. yeah um, but around here, I ended up working like we played Fitzrays once. Those guys gave us a try, and then they loved it. And we played like right after the Arkells played Budweiser Gardens, and like oh, Fitzrays no. is right across. Yeah, yeah, from, it's so on, like uh, what's that street again? Talbot. Uh, Talbot. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was perfect because my drummer Drake was actually at that show. So I was like, hey, can we play at like midnight or something? He's like, yeah, perfect. So like as soon as the show is out, like it a just fills up, people. right? Yeah. So that nice. was cool. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just, I haven't reached out yet, but I don't know. It's, I'm good now cause I've sent so many emails now, but yeah. in like September I was like, man, what's going on? Like yeah. <laughs> nobody, like two out of every like six that you email will actually like, respond maybe. Right. So it's depending what's going on, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still feeling like, and I don't know, we've been doing like, We've been playing shows for like I don't know quite a few years now. Yeah, like four or five years. Yeah, I'm still finding that like nine times out of ten, it's like most. It's the best thing is to just like go like contact like bands directly. Oh yeah. Yeah, and be like like if you know there's a band that maybe you've come across or you even like and yeah. out of, like in a in another city, you know, like you know I, I'll I think it's it works to offer them a show in this area and right. kind of be also you know like. And then when the time comes when you want to do some touring out in there, yeah. maybe if you form a bond, they'll do you a solid. Right. And then not only are you able to play there, but you're also playing knowing you're playing with a band that can draw there. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't just land the show. Yeah. But, and you don't know what's yeah, going to yeah. happen. Like you kind of can expect like an audience or mm-hmm. whatever, like a turnout. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I haven't heard that piece of advice yet, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's like all, that's like <laughs> the only way I do it now. I mean, 
we we we're we're from Burlington and that's where we're based. Like that's where we yeah. most of us live and practice. But we're sort of like a that kind of gets lugged into the under the Toronto umbrella right. now. Yeah. So Toronto's like the, one of the only cities that I can like feel confident about like reaching out to some venues directly. Right. And knowing that maybe they might have heard of us right. or had had us hosted us in the past. Yeah. And we had done a decent job. Uh, London as well just because we we were based out of london for uh, quite a few years too so right um there's a couple people here that we could reach out directly but as of late like playing the Taj Mahal's yeah i played in october and i was like oh, we gotta play here again. yeah <laughs> it was amazing so it's usually a pretty good turnout there yeah. um a lot of like alumni actually now i've noticed that are usually hanging yeah out well <laughs> i mean our year was like big on the house show thing because of what we like guest rooms and stuff that we were putting on so i think it's like this sort of like this nostalgic like, right we, we gotta, like let's just play house shows like when we can you know yeah it just kind of feels yeah it's kind of just where we cut our teeth you know right i know a bit about the house show like history but was that one of the first like actual venue house the cars that we had or like i don't know did you guys bring that up after did you sort of follow the tradition uh we weren't really there was only one and i'd never been but i'd only heard of one other house doing it but i don't think they were fanshawe associated and then i think they were called the dude ranch oh okay um but yeah no like we just uh, i sort of did it just to kind of like as just to have a place to play yeah uh and I don't know. At the time, still do. We like to party and yeah, and host people. Yeah, and, and like be I don't know, be social. So I think, right, yeah, I don't know. We just started it like just for the hell of it. See yeah, how it goes and I don't know. We never got in too much trouble. We lived on like uh, just north of Cheapside on Irving. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, so it's kind of tucked away from like the the like Fleming yeah. area where like so for whatever reason like even though there was a lot of families around we never had the cops called on us and our yeah. landlord was like i don't think he knew that any of it was going down <laughs> he was like like when we were leaving he's like you sure you guys want to leave and yeah stuff? We were like, yeah man uh, there was like four there was like a hundred people here like, yeah uh, yeah that's good i don't know um i don't think the taquito ever got shut down or and the tires has no. never been shut down so and the taquito was on heartlet so i don't Where's know that? it's uh if you go down, it's on like the other side, like behind where the Seven Eleven is and stuff. It's like kind okay. of that area. Yeah. Oh, like south of uh, Oxford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a little. It's not. It's more families than students yeah, over there. Yeah. But there's never an issue. It's never like that loud, really. Like if you walk up on a party or whatever, mm-hmm. it's never that bad that you'd have to complain. Mm-hmm. But. Well, yeah. So um. You working on your second album then? Or that's done? You're ready, just ready to release yeah, it? Yeah, man. Actually, I've got, a, a, I got an advanced copy for you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. First that's advanced copy. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> we can sweet. do that. I can give that to sweet. you live on the podcast. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's I'm obviously done. <laughs> um, <laughs> clearly, clearly finished. Yes. Well... You know, I could be fooling you. Yeah. It's like, blank. Later, it's man. Just a Enjoy. <laughs> and you like go to listen to it. It's like, yeah, this, there's just, nothing in here. It's just like weird polka music or something. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> weird. It's like a mixtape of my favorite yeah, songs. It's, it's just like your rap project that nobody knows about. It's like a CD I made in grade eight. Like yeah. Kieran's <laughs> favorites. Um, yeah, no. Awesome. So that's, that's our second record. Yeah. Um, it's like, 
it's seven tracks, so it's sort of in between an EP and yeah. an album. But we're just calling it a record, and I feel like some if you have enough songs, sometimes calling it an EP sort of it can maybe cheapen it a little bit. So yeah, I was gonna um, ask about that because um, your first one, Sleep Rhythms, was nine. Nine. Right? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's a bigger kind of a bigger deal to say that you have an album out than just like an EP kind of right. Yeah. So I would agree with that. And seven, I think seven songs is when you could probably start calling it. An yeah. Album. You can kind of go either way with that. <laughs> Maybe like ten years ago, like people would crucify you yeah. for saying that's an album. Yeah. But I've seen people do like a five song. There's a lot of nine song albums nine. recently. I've noticed. It's just like these days, man. Like it's all about especially like i guess this is my opinion but yeah i think especially when you're when you're still sort of like trying you know, yeah you, have, you don't you don't have like this dedicated yeah. following yeah like, that you can go anywhere and expect people to know you and yeah. stuff so if you're still like trying i think like it's more important to just get music out um more frequently right i mean and i say that like obviously like only recording songs that you are proud of and yeah like your good quality but but you know instead of like doing like four or five years and like just so you can have like 12 songs yeah because like you know it's hard to ask someone to sit down and listen to to, like 45 minutes of a band they've never heard of or or sort of like you know what i mean so that's that's my approach some people sort of are on the other side of it i feel like that's like a even like within our band, that's like oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of opposing views. But um, yeah, we, we made this record. Uh, it was sort of like a cathartic thing because um, we had six members um, like a year and a half ago, and then three of them left. Oh, um, wow. And we had to find two more guys. Right. Or we sort of didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. Um, and like, but I was still sort of writing songs. And I think like the whole sort of ordeal sort of inspired me. So, and I don't know. I don't, I don't even. I think I just put it back together, not knowing that we would be like a touring act. But I just wanted right. to like continue making music. And yeah. I think that we were like, let's just let's just like book time in the studio, just so like we have like we right. have to do it. Yeah. And then it just I was like, oh, let's just turn it out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of like it that's just sort cool. of happened. Right. Yeah. Um, where'd you do it? Where'd you record it at? Oh, uh, we did it at Chalet okay. in Uxbridge. Oh, okay, yeah. With, uh, we, uh, recorded it with, uh, uh, MIA alumni, Justin Melly. Okay. Um, he, uh, he's also, like, closely affiliated with the guys in Crownlands. Oh, okay, did their, yeah. Uh, their record. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was gonna say, I thought they did yeah. it, yeah. Hey? Uh, did they do it there? Or yeah, they did yeah. chalet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's like Rush recorded there. Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Uh, and some other cool acts. Um, it's like a cottage though, man. Like yeah. the vibe is so it's it's like a cottage, but like their equipment is like state of the art. Right. And like uh and they also like double as a bed and breakfast. Oh so, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like and it's sort of like it's like this big house and then right beside it is like the studio house oh cool but they sort of connect i think there's right. like a hallway that connects okay. both houses that's cool so like technically you could be a, re- a band recording and there could be like a family just thing a family like maybe. i don't think they would do that but yeah <laughs> for us we were able to like make a couple of days out of it and stay yeah. in the bnb like yeah it was like really nice oh it was that's like a, killer it was like a cottage getaway man it right was like, it was a lot of fun that's cool 
Yeah. I didn't know that they did had a bed and breakfast too. Yeah. That's so, cool. And they do you get like a discount if you're like recording there. Right. So. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's I mean it's definitely like, it's not the most economic, cool right. choice. Right. I mean like. I would say if you would consider it like a high tier studio, it's yeah. pretty economical. Right. But it's still like, you know, thousands and thousands right. of dollars to right. make it work. You know? Right. How long did it take to do it? We did it um in three days actually. We never worked that fast. Oh wow. Um and we because um, we it it's like a, we did a sort of like a rock band setup, so we did like we had like drums, bass, electric guitars, acoustic guitar, piano. We brought in a saxophone player. Oh, cool. We brought in a horns player, and we brought in... Actually, we did this in another session, but we had a strings player, too. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, in three days, we did the songs live off the floor. Um, so we played it all together. We didn't keep everything, but the drums, the bass, and the rhythm guitars, some of the leads are live. Right. And then I actually overdubbed the vocals. So that was three days that yeah, we accomplished. That. Yeah. And then down the road, we did strings in another session. And then I did vocals in my bedroom at home. Oh, cool. Um, I've got like a decent recording setup, right. like a decent mic. And I I sometimes don't love the pressure of being in a studio right. as, as a vocalist, right. whereas a lot of people thrive in that environment. Yeah. I, uh, I, I prefer like the live. Right. I thrive a little bit more there. I, I feel the pressure, like I feel under the microscope sometimes. Yeah. So that's something that like, I was like, it was sounding really good, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to just like go home and be able to like do yeah. this, and I want yeah. and like kind of get in the zone, right? And not just be like, oh, today's vocal day. Like, yeah, doesn't matter if you're feeling good, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. So, I just did it like in my bedroom over a couple of days. Um, yeah, I feel like that might. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of like recording experience, but for vocalists, I feel like that's almost a better way to do it because, I mean, you, you know your guitar part and you can kind of just do that whenever. It's kind of kind of always sound the same. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some days you wake up and it's just not your day to sing, right? So, like... Yeah, well, if you're stressed or you're feeling yeah. like... You're, you're feeling like... Un, like, you're, you're lacking confidence that day, mm -hmm. that's really going to affect you, yeah. man. Like, that's everything. Yeah. If you're feeling, like, a little tense, like, that's going to, like, you can't sing, you no. know what I mean? So... Yeah. But again, like some people love it. They yeah. love it. Like, here's my day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill it. You yeah. know? So, and actually maybe most, maybe most, most people are like that. I, uh, but I, I don't know. I sort of grateful to be from the MIA background and yeah. I felt confident in being like, I can do the vocals at yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do a drum kit at home. No. But I'll, no. I can do the vocals here. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, that definitely came in handy and I'm, I'm happy with how that turned out. So. That's a good move. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you just released Mountains last week, right? Mm -hmm. um, did a lyric video for that. One thing I wanted to ask you about is you have some like really cool music videos, just conceptually. Oh, I was like wondering man. like what you're like, like the No More Stones uh, mm -hmm. specifically. I really like that you like whole that, like yeah? video concept. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like where you, where does it start for you? Like with you, like spend a lot of time thinking of concepts or. Yeah, I think I have. I'm sort of like this closet. Um, I have like this closet love for like video. Right. Like I think if, and there's a thread of fate for me where if I wasn't passionate about music, I probably would have right. made videos. Yeah. 
And I'll, I often find myself listening to music, which, and I get so inspired, I start thinking of video ideas for right. other bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like some of my friend friends' bands, I'll be like, yeah. yo, what about this like yeah. idea for your song? Um, yeah, that's the No More Stones video turned out cool. Um, I'm proud of it. Uh, that one took a while to come up with, and I think we knew for a while it was going to be the single. And I th- right. And we wanted to do... Um, we we definitely decided we knew that we were gonna do lyric videos and like animated videos like mm-hmm. mountains, but we wanted to come out with something like cinematic, right? And like theatrical, yeah. Like for the first song off this record, um, I think it sort of started was it started. I had this idea that I wanted to do some sort of tug of war. Yeah, like I was just feeling like the song sort of gave me like images of tug of war right um and it's interesting we actually shot the video twice the original idea was um it starts off with like we're pulling the rope against like an um like an unknown force right um so and it starts off with me and then every time like the environment changes as i'm being dragged through yeah like another member of the band joined on right and then pulled and pulled and pulled yeah and then the as as when TJ jumped on the rope last, we started winning, and then <laughs> but then it was weird. Like each member of the band would die, <laughs> half like as we went back through the scenes that we like. Yeah, so okay. We were like pulled yeah. through, and then we were pulling, pulling back, back to the end. Yeah, um, I should actually like post the original video just to see what people think. Yeah, it's, it's kind of different, and uh, but like we reshot it for a couple of reasons. Um. The main reason was actually because we were we wanted to achieve that sort of slow mo, right? Like um, dramatic effect. Yeah. Um, but we actually shot it in the wrong shutter speed. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was like, when it happened, I was like, oh, I'm, hopefully we can find like a video plugin to fix it. But I then yeah. I soon learned that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like you seem to know much about video. I'm, yeah, I'm starting like to learn did. like the yeah. same thing yeah so it's like the rule of like your frame rate you gotta yeah. go like double shutter speed right yeah so one over one if we were doing shooting 60 fps and right. one over 120 but we didn't do one over 120 it was like one over 30 or something oh yes yeah, so um it just wasn't matching yeah so it had like the video we were slowing it down and it had like that sort of slow-mo vibe yeah when movies used to do it before they had like yeah frame, like uh bigger frame or yeah like better frame rates yeah so it had this like weird nostalgic feel that was like looks like we were going for like an old school movie but right. we wanted it to be like crisp and yeah like theatrical <laughs> so we were like oh we gotta reshoot it and then we watched the video and we're like all right well like the whole like band members dying and yeah stuff like that is a little like <laughs> it's kind of funny so it's like it, it was like this video wants to be serious but it's coming yeah. off as goofy yeah so we reshot we reshot it and just decided like to have me for most of it and then we thought it was like more effective for like the one moment where all the band members join on. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one sort of just like, yeah, like there was a lot of, it took us a while to get to that final product. Right. I guess that's what I'm yeah. saying. Um, it didn't come quickly. Right. Um, but music videos is like something I really enjoy making almost as much as making the songs. Right. Um, it can be like quite a headache for some people. Right. Um, but I think it's 
these days, like when people have less, like not as much of an attention span as they used to. Yeah. Um, and there's so much content all the time. Yeah. That, like in order for you to get like a message across, like you kind of have to, like, in my opinion, you, you like a video with the song. Yeah. And like the video telling a, a, the song story or doing something parallel that works with the song right i think is really important to get your point across yeah for sure um and i often find myself like up late at night just like on youtube like yeah. watching videos like watching music videos yeah. all the time like i love it yeah or if i have friends over for a beer or something yeah. like that we just we just cruise on youtube yeah. and watch videos yeah like probably more often than we do just like put on a record really so, yeah so that's i don't know cool. like for me i think that's i i i, I it's just like I, something i like doing almost right. as much as making music yeah, yeah that's cool yeah that's something like recently i've just started kind of getting into video yeah and we did like our first video that we did that will like be coming out was like kind of thrown together and like it's good but i'm like okay now like what's the direction after this because mm -hmm. and we like we got a buddy to do it this who, is for lost art yeah okay yeah. i haven't seen this video no it's not uh, yeah it's not oh it's not out. No, okay so good <laughs> it'll be coming. i didn't want to see like i was like uh <laughs> i didn't do my research yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have checked out this guy's uh, yeah. or no um, no nothing nothing's out yet but um i'm like okay like what can we do though afterwards so i feel like we're still in like we're still kind of just getting our on like our feet on the ground sort of thing mm -hmm. right so it's still time to sort of make some mistakes but you know go from there so yeah that's something that i've been thinking and like julie's a photographer too so we've been nice. kind of yeah it's really convenient just having yeah, band band, photographer. yeah. <laughs> that's true actually uh when we started the band i was originally dating a photographer um yeah it's uh it's good to have at, le at least someone close to you that's yeah. like, I don't know, like that that can do perform any sort of like, like there's so many things that you need for yeah. as a band, you know, like yeah. photography, graphic design is yeah. a big one. Yeah. That's where like I feel we struggle. Like, right. I mean, well, I mean, Nick in our band does, he's pretty good at it, but like, you know he wouldn't go walking around saying he's like a right. graphic artist or he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't go, I mean, hopefully he's not going to listen to this. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> but it, I don't, I wouldn't, I couldn't see him going around and like, and like, you know, putting himself out there for hire. Right. Right. For someone else. Yeah. But, just something he kind of likes doing yeah. like on his own time. So it's this video lot. then, are you going to put it out? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, no, I do like it. You do I like do it, like yeah. it. It was just, it was, what happened was I messaged a guy who he used to be an MIA and then he dropped out to do music videos. Hmm. So I messaged him and uh, it was during that like Ontario strike that went on for like five weeks yeah. last month or oh, last man. year, which actually benefited us because the studios were open and oh really? The, so there was a lot of free time. So it was just free for all. So uh, we spent... 18 hours i think total one week and almost did like the whole ep we oh, did five man. songs yeah Unreal. so it was pretty wild so but he was like i messaged him on a friday and he's like yeah you want to do it on wednesday and i kind of had an idea so i was like yeah we could probably pull it together here like we just okay. did it like in the jam space and it did it turned out like it's good i like it but i just want to be i want to do a few more videos by ourselves and just have them kind of like lo-fi but i don't know I yeah. have a few concepts rolling around. We want to do a lyric video, but I want to shoot like all the footage and stuff. Um, back home, I'm back home. Or I live um, 
back home from me is in Meaford. You know where Meaford is? It's like Blue Mountain area. Okay, yeah. It's a lot of like mountains and like open spaces and stuff. So oh, I want to kind of like get out of the Explored city. It. Yeah. So <laughs> like I want to go back to Meaford and do a bunch of like music video stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. I really you don't see a whole lot of that. Like there's a lot of just performance videos around and yeah, something I want to kind of avoid from here on out. Yeah, like I think it's good to. I think it's something that if you execute it well, like yeah. a performance video, yeah. it can really connect with people. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot. If, like you know, when you make a video and you put it out on all your social media, yeah, you know, there's so many people who have never seen you play, yeah, but like maybe know your band, yeah. And I find that if you put put out an effective music video, that yeah with performance shots and they see you performing the song yeah it's sort of like it can it can be a good thing for you for a band it can make people want to come out and see you yeah but at the same time like if they watch the video and they're unimpressed or it doesn't look good then (laughs) they might be like okay now i definitely don't want to go see this band or go see this artist i don't know um so i find that that's where like with performance videos it's kind of like it can be a little dangerous yeah definitely um easier to get away with like a just like a really artsy concept right or like i mean sometimes it can be a performance video can be easy to pull off as the artist like okay like here we are we're in this location we're just gonna play the song yeah and rock out and like you know it doesn't matter if i sing it well because it's yeah record a track yeah so that's like but i mean yeah it's it's i think as time goes on, you got to be more and more creative with performance videos. Do you watch like the Wolfpack videos? Wolfpack? No, I don't Wolfpack? think I have heard of them. Yeah, you should, you should, you should look at Wolfpack and and uh, if you just YouTube Wolfpack, um, all their like music videos are like performance videos. Okay, but they're super lo-fi, mm. like and kind of funny. Right, how lo-fi it is. So when you mentioned you want to do like yeah, lo-fi stuff, yeah, uh, I thought of Wolfpack, and I think they're doing. Something like very unique and interesting with that. That's cool. So, yeah, I'll definitely check that yeah. out. I think it's like um, something I was going to talk to you about, which goes in with this, was um, just like it captures the sort of the essence that you're going for with your band, like that image. I think for us, uh, we're still trying to find it because we're new. Mm-hmm. But I think with you, it's really clear with you guys, like what you're going for. Okay. And I think I that's don't know, cool. Like, no yeah. one's ever said that. <laughs> People just well, like, cool video, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. it, well, it's a cool, like, the folk vibes are there, but then there's all this kind of like, I don't know, like post rock kind of thing. Like, do you listen to Pup at all? Yeah, yeah. No, I love yeah, Pup, man. Yeah. Cause there's a couple when I was listening to your stuff, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then, like, there'll be like this sort of like breakdown part that just like sounds Reminds like Pup. Pup. Yeah. That's interesting. No yeah. one's ever compared. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a fan of Pup. I've seen them a couple times and yeah, they're, they're amazing. Good. No one's ever compared us um, to them. Well, who do you, what's your, what are your influences or who have you been compared to? Um, I mean, like, my influences, like, as a vocalist, I really liked, and, like, someone who inspired me to, like, be a, like, to try and be a singer, Mm because I wasn't, like, I've kind of, like, worked my way to where I am. Right. I I wasn't a very, like, I'm not a naturally inclined vocalist. Right. Um, Was uh, Glenn Hansard. Do you know Glenn Hansard? I don't think so. He's, like, an Irish singer-songwriter. Okay. He's, he became, he made his break uh, with this movie called Once. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Uh, just kind of like a belty singer, um, but 
pretty singer songwriter. A lot right. of just acoustic and yeah. piano stuff. Um, I really like a Scottish band called Frightened Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> um, really, really good. Right. Um, highly recommend them too. And although the the lead singer is so obviously Scottish, <laughs> and when I sing, I'm so obviously not. Yeah. We've actually had some publications like be like sounds like frightened rabbit oh really and like yeah and like it's cool um and but it's sort of surprising because i think like and i hope our music isn't like very similar to them yeah um because they are like you know i I love that band but it's interesting how someone was able to pick that out right um that i've never met i also love the national okay national really really like the national um and I really love Bright Eyes. I okay. don't listen to Bright Eyes as much as I used to, but Bright Eyes really good. That's something I have to listen to because you're not the first person recently to recommend Bright Eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so really? I need, yeah, I need to check that out. Very lyrical. Very yeah. Uh, not like it's just all about this and just amazing songwriting. Right. Like, but like, oh yeah, I love Bright Eyes. Right. But like, it can be a little like emotionally heavy. And oh yeah. A bit of like a. Yeah, you can't if you listen to it like a lot yeah. for a couple of weeks. It might like, <laughs> like bum you out yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I don't know. Beyond that, like I think, like for writing, I get pretty inspired by uh, as of late, like a lot of film scores, oh, television okay. scores. Right. If I'm like watching something, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I really love the music. Then yeah. I'll, I'll look for the soundtrack and oh, I'll just cool. like listen to that. Yeah. For like a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. And I usually come out with like a like something come like a song will come from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. Film scores. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think that's something that you can be inspired by. And if you're a band that's not instrumental, it's yeah, like it's it's you can listen to it and feel safe knowing that right. anything that if it inspires you to write something, it yeah. probably will never too similar right yeah yeah that's true enough eh? do you have like a do you have a specific process for writing or is it just kind of like that just sort of whenever you feel inspired by what um, you're listening to the last couple of years i, I started yeah it was <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost ruined everything there the, i i i usually only um chase down the ideas that i think are are really good I've, okay i've rarely like finished a song that i didn't end up like putting on a record so i actually don't write a lot of songs okay whereas i feel a lot of my friends a lot of my friends bands yeah they'll write like 20 songs right one of them is good yeah yeah so i don't write but i do write often um but not just tons of lyrics okay and tons of melodies right little ideas i'm constantly all the time Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a car, car yeah. Um, all the time, I'll be like singing melodies into iPhone okay, notes, yeah. or or and then just like my iPhone notes app is like it's yeah. got like a thousand right. notes, yeah. And like most of them are not are not gonna be anything, yeah. Obviously, and most of them aren't very good, but every song that comes, sort of like to me now, I can like if I pinpoint it back to like what the original idea yeah. was. It was probably me just like at work, like yeah. being like, "Sorry, I gotta go to the bathroom." Yeah, and then like go and like write down something that came to my brain. Yeah, or like something that somebody said to me. Yeah, and I was like, "That's kind of cool." Yeah, and then you might even not use that as a lyric, but yeah. that will lead you somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. So I guess like, yeah, as a songwriter for me, I think you always gotta be, um, 
giving every idea a chance. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, then, you know, more often than not, it just like the song isn't going to come. Right. Um, and also just to be okay with writing something mediocre. Yeah. Um, because it might lead you somewhere else. Yeah. You might be writing a song. And yeah. You're like, oh, I've got this one part, but I don't know what the other part could be. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you'll go back to another idea that you had that wasn't as good. And you'd be like, whoa, this part actually works for yeah. the song now. So <laughs> that's always a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, you got to just like, if you, if you like songwriting and you, and you want to be a songwriter, like you just got to like always, always be doing it. Yeah. And like in every capacity, you know? Yeah. And that's a good point. Like knowing what works, like if you're doing something and like, this isn't really going anywhere, yeah. just kind of move on from there. Something interesting too, I find is that, I'm finding now like that most of the time the good stuff comes to me not when I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. That's not really a, a, a groundbreaking new no, idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sort of like sometimes I will like I will cook something new. Yeah. Um. Or or like or I'll be like I'll cook for an hour and a half. Yeah. And knowing that I'll probably have like a cool musical idea. Yeah. I find like doing like other creative activities. Right will get you in a headspace that you'll want to be in for writing music. So right. like, you know, if I'm cooking something and it turns out really good, yeah. I now have this confidence like I made something yeah. that's really good. Right. I, I feel confident knowing that I could I can do it again today. Right. Whereas if I got up and I tried to write a song and it wasn't working out, yeah. then I'd probably be frustrated. Yeah. And I and my writing would be contrived. Yeah. And I'd be trying. Yeah. So I find like doing other th- creative activities right. that are un- that are not associated with music often gives me the confidence That's later that day yeah. to approach composing. Right. Or like screwing around on a guitar yeah. with more confidence. Right. Like That's interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you ever pick up a guitar and you're like, I don't even know where to start? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if I was like, some in that situation, I would pick it out and be like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to, yeah. like, Sorry, I'm sure one. something will work out. Yeah. I'm just going to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. That's interesting. Yeah. Like that concept. Um, so then just in terms of the band, then you, you're always bringing songs like they're all start with you and then go from there. Uh, yeah. And actually Kyle, who also, Kyle, who plays guitar and he plays a lot of piano now and keys in the band. He is also a really good songwriter and a really good lyricist. And he's contributed quite a bit. Um, our first record was like almost like a even split. Oh, really? Like in terms of lyrical content and like songwriting. This one is a little bit more on my side. Yeah. Um, probably i actually i don't know maybe i think i feel like the last like two years i've i've sort of my songwriting has gotten i've I've been more inspired right or all these ideas i was just telling you before that's something that i've adopted like after the first record right um yeah, so I think this and this one sort of came quicker, and I sort of like when those guys when uh, half of our band left, it was like, it was it was an upsetting time. But yeah. I feel like those times are very, you can you can trampoline off those yeah. times and like and and make art right like, very easily right. Um, even if it's even if you're not writing about the yeah. specific thing, but 
Um, yeah, but like, I mean, we're writing, we're already writing new stuff and, and Kyle has some like really cool ideas too. Right. But we, but we usually start with chords, yeah. melody and a lot of lyrics. And I find it's really, before you bring it to a band, in my opinion, it's yeah. really important to have like, unless your song is going to be like one part. Right. Stretched out. Yeah. I think having like a verse and a chorus or a B part, yeah, like at least two parts, right. is really important when you okay. bring it to a band, yeah, because it gives everybody the uh, the sense of where the song is going. Okay. So if I come into a band practice and I'm like, I have this cool riff, right? The, and then the, this is just my opinion. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. works for me. If I just have the riff and that's it, a lot of times. It can go anywhere. Yeah. It can be like, well, this can turn into this. This yeah. can turn into that. This yeah. can turn into this. And it's just like, it's a little overwhelming. And right. maybe it gets away from what your idea of the riff, like what it could be. Right. But if you have a riff and then you have another part that goes with it, then everybody's like, okay, I see where this is kind of yeah. going. And then they'll and, be more right. likely to have more ideas. It kind of serves the song more than just like the idea. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, you're able to finish the song a lot quicker and chase down what the right. song's supposed to be as a group and it's more productive that way. Right. Because then they can be like, Okay, I see I see where you're going with yeah. the song. Like I know where this is going, so yeah. maybe I'm gonna play this then. Right. As opposed to if it's just a riff. It's like right. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this could be that, this could be this, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. So that's interesting. No, I, I would agree with that actually. I think that that's if you're trying to especially if you know you especially I think with what you're doing, like with the whole essence of your band, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely very songwriter heavy, which I love. Okay, cool. Um, do you listen to Frank Turner at all? Somebody I recommend yeah. a lot because she's smiling. But he's yeah, one no, of my I, favorite. I really do like Frank Turner. Yeah. Um, I saw him at the London Music Hall a couple years ago with my brother. Okay. Actually, he had like I think he like broke. He hurt his shoulder or his back oh, really? or something, and I he, think I and he couldn't play guitar. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. So he just oh, might have been a different too. Like his doctor said, he couldn't play guitar. Yeah. Or that, so he like just frontmaned the show. Right. It was really cool. Actually. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he did I, an amazing uh, job. I have a buddy. I th- it might have been that same tour if it was a few years ago, because he did like a solo tour to the West and then got his band and came back. If that's the same tour, and we saw him in Kitchener by himself, and then again at the Danforth with his band, okay. which the Danforth is a great band. Have you been oh, to the yeah. Danforth? I love yeah. that, band. especially as somebody that's like five six. <laughs> it's a great venue. Dan- oh yeah, that, the Slant of the Floors, man. Floor. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah, for for any and all people. Yeah. Um, um, but Dead I had a buddy that loves Frank Turner, and he went to I think like seven or eight shows on that tour. He just followed Whoa. him. Yeah, he's like a deadhead. Yeah, like a he's, grateful yeah. deadhead. He's a Frank head. Yeah, he's he loves them. They uh, they I think he opened for the Offspring one time, and uh, yeah, my brother and their friends saw him and loved him. Yeah, and they've just been to like I've only seen him twice. I think. Besides Colin, I think the rest of them have seen him like ten or twelve times, and Colin must be like twenty now. But wow. <laughs> but yeah, so we're huge Frank fans. But I just he's one of my favorite songwriters, so I usually ask people that are songwriters if they like Frank. I do really like Frank Turner. Would I consider him an inspiration directly? Yeah, probably not. But probably not. But actually an artist I didn't mention before when he asked me who I was influenced by and I can't believe I didn't mention but you ever listen to The Weaker Thans or John K. Sampson? The Weaker Thans, no. Oh, really, man? No. I'm collecting like a lot of, of bands doing this thing also, one so of I the love best Canadian, <laughs> One of the best Canadian songwriters, man. John, okay. John K. Sampson. John's like, okay. But The Weaker Thans. Oh, listen okay. to The Weaker Thans. Okay. You really, really dig it. Okay. And we've got that comparison quite a bit. Okay. 
But I mean, they sort of fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you don't know them yeah. sort of <laughs> solidifies that. But it's interesting because like Frank Turner is obsessed with oh really John K. Sampson of the Uyghurlands. Oh, so yeah. again, I'm surprised because yeah. he yeah. he's always like on social media. He's always like John K. Sampson. I'm a fair Amazing. Fan, <laughs> yeah, like Uyghurlands. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like he Frank Turner is always like talking about how good yeah. like, songwriter um, John K. Sampson is. Yeah. So. I find Frank Turner is a really good lyricist versus a really good songwriter. Like, I think that he is a really good songwriter, but I find his strength is definitely lyrically. Yeah? I think. Yeah. That's cool. For me, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think his, uh, what's, um, what's the name of the one record? Something Heart, Tech Dark. Oh, Tape Deck Heart. Tape Deck Heart. Yeah, yeah. It was on Tip My Tongue. <laughs> tip My Tongue, Tape Deck Heart. Um, that record is definitely shows how he's like super capable of writing yeah. a very popular song like yeah. he's a good songwriter yeah because i think he set out to definitely. like break radio waves yeah and he sure as hell he was did. successful yeah <laughs> so you're right it's just like but then like maybe he like his other records and his other stuff i think he plays things a little closer to his heart yeah what he wants to yeah definitely do yeah you know what sure. i mean like i would agree with that setting out to write songs that won't break waves but you know, our aunt, our, 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 what you want to do, you know? But he's like, if you go to a Frank Turner show though, like everybody is there. Singing the words. Screaming the lyrics around. And yeah. it doesn't matter what song. It's like the whole hour and a half that he's playing. It's true. Is wild. That's one of the best shows I've ever been to. And I saw him with the full band. It was wild. The energy in there was pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. It's pretty Very crazy. anthemic. Yeah. Lyrics. Yeah. Every song has like a big idea to, to say yeah. like that's a big yeah. there's a big something to say you know he definitely has that thing though too um that kind of goes against what i said because that's definitely key to being a good songwriter there's, there's always a part where there's supposed to be crowd interaction mm-hmm. and like most songs there's usually a part for like gang vocals or something that's meant for people to sing back to him kind of thing yeah it's like he's you know while he's writing he knows yeah. this is gonna be the part that they sing yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty that's crazy. funny um where'd the name come from um so it's inspired by uh, a movie i loved growing up called war of the buttons okay it's like a irish children's movie yeah uh i'm of pretty high a heavy irish descent <laughs> okay um like on from both sides right um and my grandmother just like had it on like a vhs tape so we I I watch it all the time, but but anyway, the antagonist from that movie his name's Geronimo. Oh, okay. And it's sort of like this movie about these two clans of schoolboys in neighboring regions yeah. in Ireland. One is more sort of preppy, the other one's sort of like blue collar okay. working class. Yeah. They have this rivalry and they fight after school with oh, like man. slingshots and sticks. And um, the antagonist is kind of like the leader of the preppy crew. Okay. But I think inside he right. doesn't really believe what they're about. And I think he's more in line with like the, right. You know, the, the lovable, like obvious yeah. here, like blue collar heroes. Yeah. Archetype. Um, so he sort of makes this like big dynamic shift, um, like throughout the movie. And it's sort of like, I just, it, for some reason that it's such a, overused archetype but right. for some reason that film just resonates with yeah. me. I think there's like a nostalgia thing about it. Yeah. But I've always set out to like be trying to write really honest songs and trying not to compromise like what the songs are like 
based on like how successful we right. want to be or, right. or or how su- successful I want the song to be. And I think that's sort of like what that character's about is like, you know, being sort of like not compromising who you are. Like he, right. he sort of puts on this face for the first half of the movie right. and then he kind of like becomes who he truly is. Right. I think like that's what this music thing is about for me. Yeah, yeah. It's about like, you know, doing what I truly want to do and saying what I truly want to say and being right. honest about that. Okay. I mean, again, which is not a crazy, huge new idea. Right. <laughs> a songwriter or like a musician to say like, I want to be honest. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's sort of what it is. That's fair though. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's a big kind of discussion right now in like Mike Rose class mm-hmm. about band names. Okay. And so I was going to say that I think it's just a really good band name for what you guys are doing. But do oh. you think... Um, I think the like the band name makes the like the the music makes the band like how do you feel about that? Because Mike doesn't like our name, Lost Arts, Lost Arts, but Lost Arts. everybody else kind of seems to like it. Okay, and I think that it's something that you grow into. Like, I guess my question is, how much do you think a band name really matters? I think it's it's good. I think it should match the music, right? And hopefully, in saying that hopefully our name matches our yeah. music. Um, I can't just like say like, that's what I think it should yeah. be. <laughs> like, but I don't yeah. apply. Um, but do you think that it like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm kind of trying to ask you. Like, do you think though that it just does eventually? Like, don't you think, do you think it kind of grows together? Yeah. Like down the road. I mean, there's, I think there's two streams of thought. You can have a band name that's like really unique. That's like, right. Like, I think like one of the, f- like, I think the band name Tokyo Police Club, like, when that first came yeah. out, I was like, okay, like, I've never heard anything like right. that. And, like, when anyone says that, you're like, what's that? What did you say? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, like, something that piques interest. Right. Um, there's that stream, which is, like, I think it's, that that can be helpful to right. have, like, um, and then the other, the other, the other line is, like, yeah, does your band name just, like, match the music or, like, you know... I think if if you come up with the name and the songs, you also come up with the songs, yeah. then maybe there's some sort of like... Somehow. Deeper sort yeah. of thing that we can't explain. <laughs> right. That like this name matches these songs right. in a way that we can't explain. Right. Because you... And that's getting a little deep. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's important... I guess it's yeah. It's, I I think there's some like I when I I haven't come up with a band name in a while. Right. Like, coming up with album names and yeah. coming up with song names and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I think it's something I put a, a lot of weight on, but I also think it's something that should come naturally. Yeah. Um. And with not too much thinking. Right. Yeah. Well, the only reason I, I was saying that too is just because I was trying to think in the discussion that because we had a whole class on it actually mm-hmm. um, about it. And I was trying to think of an actual, like a band that's big that I'd, I've ever thought that like, you don't that's, like the band name? Yeah. Or that I think, like, why would they name it that? It doesn't match. Like, I can't really ever think of one. Yeah. Actually, when you said that, I was trying to think of yeah. an example of a band name I didn't like. Um, I just feel like either it's either like, oh, that's their name, or it's like, well, that's a great band name. Yeah. Like, I never. True. You it's know either great I mean? or satisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, that's good. I can't ever think of ever hating a band name. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I think it's a good discussion. I definitely have that now that we are kind of like putting out an EP soon of naming it has been weighing on my mind for a few months. Now it's because you still sort of have that option. To yeah, change it. yeah. Yeah. Well, you brought up pop, right? You know, yeah. it used to be called Topanga. I didn't know. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah, they Topanga. were that was for a few years, and but then they That's named they name, changed their name to Pop. Yeah, and then now. And then that's where it's, I I wouldn't say that that's why they're yeah. successful, <laughs> but they had they did have no success. And I do think the band name Pup is a lot better than Topanga. I do, yeah, I do agree that. But I think Topanga is a weird band name. Like I think it's yeah. named after the character yeah. of, uh, Boy uh, Meets of Boy Meets World, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. And I think for their style of music, yeah, I can see them doing that. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, it's a weird conversation because you can kind of see both sides of it. I think, but. I don't know. I think it's just, I think, I mean, obviously if your songs are good, that's what's more important. For sure. You know? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's whatever, as long as it's not a bad name, as long as it's not something that's like been said, like a, like, you know, backseat driver. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, that's the most cliche thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. As long as it's not something like that. Yeah. And you really like it. I think that's all that's really important. Right. And you, and the people that are close to you, like yeah. their honest opinion is that is not a bad band name. Yeah, it's good. It's probably good. That's true. Know? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I definitely would put more weight into like albums for whatever reason. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know why. Cause I was I was just thinking about what I was gonna say, and it kind of goes against my band, my whole band name theory. <laughs> Something like a name for me anyway, like for the album, it's like that's what what are these songs are about, yeah. you know? And you need to think of something. But it's the same thing with the band name. That's interesting because <laughs> both both records I've done, we couldn't come up with a name, so we just well, we 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 named it after a song on the on the, yeah. record, the title yeah. tracks. Um, looking back, it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, like this record's called the Sled, and uh, I think that song and everything that that song is about sort of represents. It sort of does tie it up in a nice little, right. neat little bow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting that you put a lot of weight on that. Yeah. I, I would too, I guess. Yeah. I, I just haven't come up with like a sweet album name <laughs> that isn't a song. Right? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, cause I was just, I try to avoid that for whatever reason of, of like title tracks, mm-hmm. which I guess it doesn't matter really. It's not something I don't like. I think I just like having like a whole encompassing term. Mm-hmm. that kind of goes with with the whole thing but i don't know whatever i'm still learning <laughs> there's a band playing tonight at Taj Mahal with us they're friends of ours they're called elementals yeah and they just put out a record called mother nature and her bipolar tendencies oh i think that's a cool album that's a pretty cool yeah. album. <laughs> <laughs> so it made me think of that i was like yeah who's got a sweet album name oh yeah elementals. that's good yeah that's that's another thing though i guess i'm not that impressed with names maybe yeah maybe that's my problem yeah i don't know um all right uh, i was just gonna ask you we kind of talked about it a little bit but when all three members left was that all at one time or was it sort of like over the course of a few months or like how did that kind of go down uh, it was all at one time um but we knew it was happening right. for a while and those dudes are you know great friends of mine actually yeah. still i play in another band with two of them oh okay we're called big, big lonely, lonely. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so um but uh, they sort of officially left the band at the end of 2016, December 
of 2016. So yeah, a year and a couple months ago. Okay. Um, but we sort of made that, that sort of decision was slowly made through like the summer. Okay. And then the fall, we, I think we knew it was happening. Right. Like, but it was something that we openly talked about. Yeah. You know, not super pleasantly, but we did openly talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it sort of came about, um, Andrew and Cole who play in Big Lonely, um, they sort of wanted, they liked this idea of wanting to like put all their focus on one project. Right. Um, which I don't disagree with. Yeah. I think it is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I guess like, yeah, I mean like, I don't know. I don't even know if I've gotten like a really, I mean, I think they just for Cole. I know he loves playing the drums. Right, he was playing bass in Drama. Uh, okay, but like he put him on like behind a drum kit. Yeah, and, like that's room where he lights shines. up. Yeah, and he's just smiling and he's, like <laughs> people are looking around like who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that sort of moment. So yeah. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I mean, I can't speak for Andrew, but I think maybe like his time with us like ran its course right like he was a new addition to big lonely and i think he's excited by those songs right and like maybe that's resonating with him more um and then Stu, the third member who's leaving he sort of was leaving um just sort of he's at a different stage in his life Mm -hmm. where i should he uh i shouldn't say stage of his life because i don't think that's really what it's about like like he's sort of like He's got like a career job. Like he works right. in like radio. He oh, okay. works for like Virgin Radio. He's okay. like a, does like promotions or yeah. something for them. And uh Yeah, he lives in Toronto. he lived in Toronto. Yeah, I guess we were jamming in Burlington. Stu lived in Toronto, so he was commuting. Oh, uh, okay. Andrew lives in Welland, he was commuting. Right. Um, so that was a big strain. Yeah. Andrew was commuting for both bands. Oh, okay. Because at one time me, Cole, and Andrew were all in the both bands. Right. And me and Cole were in Burlington and band practice. You know, each band would have a band practice. Yeah. Um, each week, so that's two, and then sometimes you the you double up on one yeah, band, yeah. so it ends up being three or four nights. Yeah. But Andrew was like going commuting well in the back. Yeah. Like, and also like he was like a kitchen manager. Right. So he was like, it was like so much. He yeah. Was, he wasn't really having fun. I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like, I don't know, like, it was really upsetting, and it was like, definitely like, I think, an interesting thing to get over as friends, um, and sort of like, some songs came out of it, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, the way things are right now, it's just one of those things that you can look back and be yeah. like, it was sort of meant to be. Yeah, like, yeah. I think... Um, I don't know, to be honest, to be on this, like, as, as if I'm speaking from the O'Geronimo side of yeah. things, um, to be sort of like the the front and leader of that band, like to have those guys leave mm-hmm. sort of really made me want to be better. Right. Because it's like, well, if we were the best ever, yeah. they wouldn't leave. Right? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah. it's, it's easy to that feel makes, that way. Yeah, for sure. So... And I think I made some changes that I think I wouldn't have made if that never happened. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things you look back and it's like, oh, like, 
you know, it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But in the moment, it was like, oh, it's, it's kind of disappointing. Right. It's like, it's like, feels like a really big, like, breakup. Right. <laughs> but, like, with my friends yeah. that I still have to hang out with all yeah. the time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, was it, like, a big rebuilding process, or was it? Yeah, you know? sort of. I went through, like, sort of a weird phase of, like, wanting to do, wanting to turn the band into something else that wasn't just about making music okay but like i had this idea and maybe i still will chase it down in one moment but i had this idea that it was going to be like some sort of art collective okay like oh geronimo would be not just about music but like you know about other things that we were good at right like for example like drew is an amazing chef okay it'd be like he would be able to somehow shine with that right. with that creative skill right. under the name right and i couldn't really like figure out exactly what that would have been yeah yeah but like i still want to like do a show where like we get to like i'm also a server and i'm okay. i love talking to people yeah, and like yeah. doing customer service yeah so i have this idea that it would be cool if we could like do dinner in a show where like at a venue we like cook for everybody yeah. and play oh that'd be cool yeah <laughs> like, i'll serve everybody and then we'll play yeah so um yeah going through that like i had all these crazy ideas and then but i still wanted to make music right so i'd reached out to my friend tj who used to play bass in big lonely yeah this whole thing gets really confusing <laughs> everybody's like still asking me like what band are you yeah. in? i'm like oh i'm the one that's in both yeah like oh <laughs> Like, but what band are they in? I was just like, oh. Yeah. But anyway, TJ used to play bass in Big Lonely. He quit. And now he's, and then I was like, hey, TJ, like, you know, play bass and like, do you want to play bass for Odronimo? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We might just like write songs and not play that often. Like, right. Are you in? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Because I think he kind of quit Big Lonely because he wasn't sure like where, like how much commitment he wanted to put into it. Right. So I knew I couldn't come up to TJ and be like, Hey man, like, here's here's what it's gonna be, you know. Like, yeah. We're doing tours. We're yeah. gonna practice like three times a week. Right. Like you got to put the time in. Blah, yeah. Blah. So I kind of like threw it out as a casual thing to him, and I was like, it'll be whatever you want it to be. And then Nick, who plays guitar now, he, uh, I went to high school with him. Um, we were never really super close, just sort of acquaintances. Right. And I think he just made a Facebook status that was like anybody want to like write music yeah <laughs> and i messaged him i was like hey man like i'm not sure if like it's what you're looking for because it seems like you want to start a project yeah but, like you want to like come try things for us yeah and uh yeah it worked out actually we asked nick originally to play bass and then he came and he wasn't very good <laughs> and he was like i'm better guitar <laughs> and then we were like okay so we like had him back to play guitar and he was it worked out really well that's cool and then uh drew on drums started learning to sing to pick up some of the like Stu used to be like our primary backup vocalist oh, okay. really good singer and stuff. right so he was sort of picking up that slack and i think he's doing a good a fine job cool. <laughs> but uh yeah and then i don't know it just sort of went from there like those guys started jamming with us and learning some of the old songs but like learning some of the newer ones and right. and, and writing some of the newer ideas and um, then I think soon after that, I was like, hey, guys. Oh, you know what happened? So when these guys were leaving, we got a factor grant. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, for studio time. Right. So I was like, shit, like these guys are like quitting, but we have this money to make a record. <laughs> yeah. And um, I forgot about that. That was like one of the main reasons why I think we made this record sh- so shortly after. Right. Um, but yeah, those guys started writing with us, and I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna book some studio time. Like, let's make this. <laughs> let's make this. Uh, let's make an album. Like, we'll see what happens." Yeah. And that was in March. So that was like two or three months after they started playing with us. Okay. Yeah, and it just went from there, man. That's we played hilarious. through the summer, and like, I think I think those guys are having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, and seeming they want to do keep doing, it, you know. Right. But uh, it's one of those things, you know. At least like for me. Uh, like I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll always continue doing things and like making music no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, and I know it sounds sort of sounds like I'm saying like, it sort of seems like th- things are like rocky right now, but they're right. not. They're going great. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think it's like sometimes you can't like reach out to people and like ask so much commitment of them. They right. Have to just like give what they want to give. Right. And that was sort of what happened with those guys. Like they, those three guys quit. And you can't force them to stay. No. And you can't really beg them to stay either no. or anything, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to have people playing in your band that, like, don't really want it. It's not going to be that good, mm-hmm. but, you know. So you kind of have to go forward with that idea, like, you know, this is going to be what everybody wants it to be. Right. And if, you know, one person on the road decides, like, yeah, like, I'm out, you know, it's really disappointing, but yeah. like it will work out if you really want it to. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I really got to find like someone that can play this or yeah. whatever. Like you will. Yeah. And it didn't take that long for us. Right. Just you like we really wanted to. Yeah. You can just, so. people are going to want to do it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, well, when's this officially come out? Uh, February 9th. I oh, okay. February Soon, 9th. Um, right. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Um, did we anything else we didn't touch on that you wanna tell the people? I don't know. Uh not really. Like just <laughs> never give up and and, and and any words of advice for everybody? I don't know. <laughs> like who like I guess yeah, a lot of musicians would listen to this yeah. podcast. That's cool. Um I don't know, it's like finding that like middle ground of like taking yourself seriously but not too seriously. Right. Like Yeah, that's important. I think when you're an MIA that's something that's like really hard to find that middle ground mm-hmm. you like have this idea like oh my god like i need to like i need to put everything i've got into this yeah but at the same time it's like if you try too hard you're, you're not gonna do the best job yeah it's like if anything's forced or contrived in music like every you can hear it and it's yeah. not as good yeah so it's like i don't know there's that and then i don't know i think like if you really want it's like stuff though there will be times where things get tough and things will be rough and hard to you'll want to quit and kind of be like i don't know if the music thing's for me but you know i think it's just like if especially if you're an mia yeah. you probably really love music so yeah. like i don't know my advice would be like just like keep going for it keep going. like we i don't know you can you can have a full-time job and like it makes your money and then you can you can do the music thing like right 
simultaneously yeah like it's it's possible it's not gonna like be like oh you're done mia and then it's like i'm a music yeah I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a musician now yeah i mean for some people maybe yeah but it's okay to be like all right i'm gonna work in a restaurant now and like but i love making music and i love playing in a band right and like you know i know that sort of to some people would seem like a failure or, right. or to some people it's like, Oh, you don't have a real job. Yeah. But if that's what you really love doing, like then just do it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Thank cool. you for having me. Yeah, this no is problem. awesome. I'm uh, stoked to see you guys again tonight. What, when do you go on? I think we're first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Might have to quit in this. An hour, <laughs> I in an hour. All right. Well, cool. Ish. Well, I'll let you get back there, Boom. and we'll uh, check you out. Cool, Sweet. man. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a blast. I had a blast uh, doing the episode. I had a blast uh, listening back to it, finally. Uh, just to hear what he said. He left me a lot of great music to listen to. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you check out their music. I think they're really great. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about them. Uh, thanks for Thanks again to those guys for doing it. I really appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, cool. Um, all right. So as of next week for this podcast, I'm finally going to put out the perfect limbs episode. Um, I just thought that it was, I, I recorded the perfect limbs episode actually before the last two episodes I put out, but, uh, Raquel with sages was putting out her album and then Ogeronimo just put out their album. So I kind of wanted all this stuff to sort of coincide with that. Um, but uh, so I apologize to Owen and Adam of Perfect Limbs. But next week that episode is coming out. I've already got it edited. Everything's ready to put out. Um, just timing was an issue. So uh, I do apologize for them. That's another great episode. I had a blast with those guys. So hopefully you check that out. Hardcore band um, out of Burlington, Oakville area. Uh, Perfect Limbs, really good. Uh, if you haven't checked them, checked them out already, definitely do that. Uh, but that episode is coming out next week. As for me and separate from this podcast my band lost arts is putting out our first single tomorrow so i'm recording this intro outro just before i put the podcast out on uh, february 14th so february the 15th on youtube and Bandcamp, you can find uh lost arts first single explain me away i'm probably going to talk about more uh talk about it more in the coming weeks um, but yeah, so that's really exciting for me. Finally getting to put out some music. I've never released any music before, so I'm really, really stoked on that. Uh, but anyway, guys, enough of me talking. I'm going to throw on, um, No More Stones, uh, which was a single off of Ogeronimo's new album, The Sled. Uh, and it's one of my favorite tracks off of this, uh, new record. And they have, an, they have another record out on Spotify too. You can get called Sleep Rhythms. It's fucking awesome as well. So uh, just get on Spotify, get on streaming. I'll make sure I have all the links and stuff. And definitely, definitely go check that out. Um, so yeah, and go check out their music videos, man. Go on YouTube. Their music videos are fucking awesome. The music video for this song, No More Stones, is really good. So um, definitely get on that. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Here's O'Geronimo. Thanks for listening to the episode. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cause
Sincere. There is war between us. 